Yeah. <laughs> you got your nerve pills? Did you take your nerve pills? I, I didn't, and I... Psych meds. I really need one because I am losing my shit. I've been losing my shit for four days. <laughs> um, I don't know how many times I've called Mick screaming at the top of my lungs. Um, if I had any strength in my 100-pound body, I probably would have punched holes in the walls, but... I should be calling you, like, flipping out. I can't. I just can't. I can't do this. I mean... I'm glad that there was no doubt in my mind that Trump was not going to get removed from office because that would have just been the thing that sent me over the edge if I had any <laughs> any thought in my mind that he might actually be voted to be removed. Then him not being removed would have sent me over the edge. But no, I mean... It was already a foregone conclusion. Yeah, yeah, it was already... I, that was already lost hope. I didn't ever... So thank least. you guys for tuning in. Yeah, okay. So yes, it's, <laughs> it's Thursday, February 6th. 2020. This is what happens when I take over the intro. We just don't even get to intro. I can't. Guys, I can't. <laughs> I'm really going to try to stay on focus today and get this information out here because I, I guess I just thought I'm going to try really hard not to be shitty while I'm explaining this, but I, I've come into contact with so many people this week who have insulted me because they're not aware of information that is readily available to literally anyone who has the internet. Um so I'm just a little peeved, and this Iowa caucus disaster um, just got my blood pressure a little high. Just a little high. Um, so I guess the thing that's got me the most riled up is that I've been trying to have conversations um, like I do about all politics, but you know, especially when there's an election coming up, try to have conversations with people on the internet, which let me just tell you, um, don't. Just, well, what platform are you talking to people don't. on? Facebook, oh, Twitter, God. oh god, anywhere. I mean, Facebook is the worst, though. I don't have Facebook, but that's why it's awful. Um, so I guess the thing I'm most tired of is first of all being called a Bernie bro by literally everybody but the Yang gang. They seem nice. People mm-hmm. who support Andrew Yang, I haven't any issues with them. But literally anybody who supports Biden, Buttigieg, or Warren, the second they find out you support Bernie, they just start screaming at you. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't get because me personally, I don't like Biden. I won't vote for Biden. Well, let me just say that it's the reason they're doing that is because the mainstream media's brainwashing is highly effective. Their propaganda is highly effective. That's why. Well, I mean, I get the whole uh, vote blue no matter who thing, but I've kind of got morals that aren't to the party. And I feel like after 2016, that's completely reasonable. Mm Mm-hmm. And it shocks me that these people immediately turn to screaming at you, calling you a Bernie bro that's an idiot and telling you to get educated and blaming you for Trump being elected and this and that. And it's just like, why is the fault rely on me as a voter? Well, we talked about this last week. With my morals Mm -hmm. rather than on the DNC, which literally gave the election to Hillary Clinton. And they're like, that's a conspiracy. So today we're here to talk about the fact that the 2016 election being handed to Hillary is not a conspiracy. Right. It is fact. Right. Um, that clearly lots of people are either just in denial about mm-hmm. or they think is fake, fake news. I don't know. Well, what what the people who defend that, that they say it's a consp- conspiracy theory, is because they claim that um, Hillary did in votes, votes, okay, beat out Bernie. But they disregard the fact that um, there were places where Bernie won, the, you know, the the actual vote, and the the delegates voted for Hillary. Right. So they did give her votes. Now, right, and even that in itself, as much as that system I think is corrupt, 
there's nothing stopping them from doing that. It's right. a shitty thing to do, mm-hmm. and it completely goes against what you are supposed to stand for. Mm-hmm. I'm representing your people by going against their vote. It's shitty, and I don't think it should be allowed, but they're allowed to do that. And it's the behind-the-scenes stuff that went on. It's the behind-the-scenes stuff that went on, which, again, just today, you know, I commented on a post. Somebody asked, so who do you think is really going to make it? And I said, I'm honestly really surprised that Buttigieg is even coming anywhere near close in this Iowa caucus because... I thought it would be between Warren or Bernie, honestly. Or even, I would have even thought Biden and Bernie. Mm-hmm. I did not see Buttigieg pulling the numbers that he's supposedly pulling. But we're going to get into that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, immediately people start firing back. And as soon as they find out you're a Bernie supporter and they give you the vote blue no matter who bullshit. And they blame you for Trump and this and that and the other. And I'm just shocked that it's like the left is so so focused right now before, before we're even into, you know election season really um to tear the left apart like they're just they're savages against each other and it's like we talked about that last week they scream vote blue no matter who but if it's bernie they're not going to exactly and actually as i was watching some of the iowa caucus um there was there were a couple uh district i don't know if we call them like locations where they had the caucuses and um you know bernie won a substantial number of the votes so if your candidate wasn't viable you ha- you had the opportunity to go and vote for somebody who got above the 15 percent. Right. you don't have to but you can what happened in the the few places that i saw them reporting on where bernie did well the elizabeth warren supporters who in that district she didn't get 15 percent did not go to bernie right so the vote blue no matter who is already out the window because they want Bernie people to vote with their candidate if their candidate's nominee, but they have done absolutely everything to bash him, destroy him, lie about him, and it just hasn't worked. And and it's just so crazy to see the media literally spinning out of control because they don't know what to do in the fact that they can't control this. They can't control us. They can't control what people do by telling us a certain, the story they want us to, you know what I mean? They, they're so used to being able to have these self-fulfilling prophecies where they tell you this is what's going to happen. And then by influencing you so much on a daily basis, it actually comes true. So right. They, so they, they're so used to having that power and they don't have that power with Bernie people because we don't listen to their BS. No, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do watch the news, but I just take it all with a grain of salt. But I, I do like to see what actual people are posting. And obviously when you go that route, you have to be cautious about what's real and what's not. But I saw a lot of people recording from these locations. Uh, one of the ones was where they had to do a coin toss because it was a tie or whatever after the rounding. And the dude just clearly like flips the coin and then flips it over in his hand and picks it. Apparently it was between Warren and Buttigieg, but still they gave it to Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I yeah, don't know you why. You sent me a video of that. It, that it was, was awful. Crazy. It was so crooked. And I don't know why if you were in that situation where you had to do a coin flip. I mean, we did this as kids. You flip the coin, you step back, you let it hit the ground, and then you look at it mm-hmm. and see what it is. You don't flip it, put it in your hand, turn it over, pick it up, twist it around. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that really was between Warren and Buttigieg. I don't know why all the Warren people in that room were not furious. Right. Because it's clear that it was so so crooked. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the Iowa caucus disaster as well. But I want to get back to the main point, which is Debbie Washerman Schultz had to step down from the DNC in 2016 after all of the email scandal came out, which everybody's pretty familiar with that, Mm -hmm. where they were caught with the emails, which I'm pretty sure one of them, too. Didn't they say something like uh, 
referring to the fact that he was Jewish and made some comment. Somebody had made a comment because I tried to find that specific email and I did find it. And it was one of um, Hillary's, you know, people saying it was someone at the DNC and they were saying that in the South, people aren't really familiar with Jewish people. They're not really comfortable because there's not a lot of Jewish people down there. So maybe we could mention something about him being Jewish. And if you read the email, it's just to me like, hey, let's say Obama's a Muslim. Like it's just a smear. smear. You know what I mean? And how do you smear somebody, whether it's because they're of the Jewish race or religion or whatever, and claim that you're of this big umbrella party that loves everybody no matter what? This is the point where I'm getting at where this is why my loyalty does not lie with the Democratic Party because this is the same bullshit that leftists claim to hate Trump for. Oh, he's a racist. He, you know, he might not do racist things, but he says racist things and he empowers other people to do racist things. And it's like, okay, well, that's exactly what she did. Okay, well, how do you say this? She allowed her campaign to influence them. Hey, let's mention he's a Jew because people won't like that. Yeah, that's That's disgusting. That is disgusting. We just had, what was it, last year or the year before that the synagogue in Pittsburgh was attacked? Yes. Mm -hmm. We've had awful things happen in the Jewish community in these past few years. It's been ramped up, obviously, since Trump's been in there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And for for that to just get swept under the rug, first of all, was bullshit. But mm-hmm. that's not even that's not even the main part of where this corruption goes. Well, while we're on DNC racism, let's not forget that Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, um, and Julian Castro dropped out because they could not meet the DNC qualifications to be in the debates. But they changed all the rules for Mike Bloomberg. Right. Now, is that because he's a billionaire? Because he gave him a bunch of money? Is it a Hillary 2.0, like what happened in 2016? Or is it just because um, he's white? He's white. Because to me, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't agree with changing rules once the rules were established. Because there was all the argument made that, you know, in the interest of having people of color in the race, that they should change the rules. But those suggestions got made. After. After the fact, right. And I agree. Fact. You can't make rules. You can't make changes to the rules after the fact. If they want to change it so that it isn't that way the next election, I completely would agree. But you're right. Mm-hmm. All Bloomberg walks but in, they no did. problem. No and there, there's also been talk, conversation, about allowing the superdelegates to have the influence they had last time. Which is the one thing that Bernie kind of negotiated out of his defeat last time, his orchestrated defeat, was that the superdelegates wouldn't be able to just vote for whoever they wanted they, they would, would have be required to vote. to vote for whoever the people voted for. right yes i mean imagine a crazy idea like that where you have to represent the people party that you'd actually be democratic it's right crazy so you know and i know i know that giving this whole uh doing this whole podcast is going to get me a lot of backlash for how in a time when we're trying to defeat trump can you spit this kind of anti-dnc i don't care because i'm you know it's my personal opinion and I know I said last week where people were like, oh, I'm going to go vote for Trump. Yeah, I think that's stupid. If you if you defect from the left because you're pissed off at them and then you willingly go vote for Trump, right. that is stupid. Right. But what I have to say is maybe if Trump gets elected a second time because the DNC wants to play around and rig things again, then that's just what they get. And it's not that I want him to be president for four more years and I'm going to suffer too. I'm in a red state, man. We're already poor and people don't have health insurance. And yeah, I'm suffering too. 
I'm, I'm tired of people saying, oh, yeah, you, you can go that way because you're privileged enough. And I'm like, nah, dude, there's <laughs> nothing privileged about my life at all. I'm poor. I live in a red state. I have nothing. No, but if you have your um, choice of red corruption or blue corruption, what's the difference? Well, here's, here's my point on that is that maybe if they have to deal with Trump for another four years, they'll learn. Well, We're, you're not, you're not going to rig us and do all this corruption and then tell us, Oh, well, you have to forgive us for that corruption and vote blue no matter who because he's the enemy. No, you are also the enemy. Well, right. And and here's the thing, too, about that is, uh, you know, the people that want to say this is one of their favorite attacks on Bernie. Well, he's not a Democrat. Let's not forget Bernie's not a Democrat because he's an in- registered as an independent in Vermont. OK, well, let me ask you something. Why do you think? Tom Perez agreed to let Bernie run on the Democratic ticket. Why do you think that is? Because Bernie has a massive loyal base. And they're they not want the money. They're no, they're not going to beat Trump without Bernie's voters. So their plan was to let Bernie in to woo his voters, to woo Bernie's base, be nice this time, play nice. And then wean them over to Elizabeth Warren. Well, not only that, but I think that, you know, if Bernie didn't run with the Democrats and all of the people that are, like, donating to the DNC on behalf of him will not do that. No, exactly. So they exactly. want the money. They want, you know, well, they want everything but, but that he can bring. But people aren't donating. People aren't donating to DNC. Did some you, people are. Yeah, I mean, but some did people you see, di- directly did, donate to Bernie's campaign, but, you know, the DNC sends out emails also that's like oh help us defeat trump and a lot of people do that too and i think that if bernie wasn't associated with them that some people wouldn't do that that's true but alexandria ocasio-cortez recently had a had a scrap with the dnc because i guess when you're a a fun you know you're in the democratic party you have to pay them dues right okay well she has her own fund that people donate to to her political action fund and it's for progressive democrats And a lot of people don't know this, but I know people who are involved in like local elections and whatnot. And the DNC, if you're progressive and you run in a, in a place where the Democrat who's been in there forever is not doing anything for the people and you try to run against them in a primary, the DNC will destroy you. So they don't want progressives in there. They've, they've waged a war against progressives entering the party. So they told Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez she had to pay up her dues, so she did. But from what I understand, she paid her a lot of amount, but she has all this money and they're whining because she won't give them that money. And she's like, no, because why would I give you money to fight against the people we want to see get into office? Right, exactly. Why would I do that? Why would I give money to an army to fight against me? That makes no sense. So she's become like, and what I eventually see happening after this election, regardless of what happens, is the new squad the new progressive democrats forming their own party yeah and i really really hope that they do and they will destroy the dnc yes they absolutely will because absolutely the dnc now is made up of old corrupt people that have been in there forever the people that the type of people that vote for biden are, are elderly and they just they've they're voting for the safe thing that they know okay they're not really engaged dynamic passionate people you know, and Bernie has those people. Now he's not able to run again, but I really feel like he's going to become like a mentor to the new progressive left. And, uh, you know, people like Cenk Younger from the Young Turks, 
Um, I mean, look at how many young uh, people came in 2018 in the, in the House and the Senate that were never heard of before, never ran for office before. And that's the, that's the way politics are going on the actual real left. To, right. us, to us on the actual real left, establishment Democrats are like Republican left. They are. They absolutely are. And that's the thing that I try to explain to people is um, it's, it's, it's almost offensive to me when people associate me with the Democrats because I'm not. I'm not with them. And they are as bad in my mind as Republicans. Mm-hmm. So when people throw that at me, like, well, would you rather see Trump win? And I'm like, really, it makes no difference to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that any of the candidates, well, Bloomberg, Bloomberg is pretty bad. He's like probably the worst one. If you had to tell me, well, vote blue no matter who and get Bloomberg in there or Trump's going to the win, there's no difference to me. The only difference is Mike Bloomberg's going to take your gun away, but Trump's not. Right. Other than that, they're exactly the same. Right. So I have no interest in doing that at all. I, w- I would literally not vote or I would write Bernie in. There's just no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I would, and I would have went for Warren. I would have went for uh, Steyer. I would have went for Yang. There were people that I would have considered, but, um, and maybe Julian Castro. There were some other people I was willing to consider if Bernie didn't go to the front. Uh, but the people that are left, there's, I mean, Biden, really? No, yeah, and so that's what I'm saying, too, is, like I said, I know a lot of people who are in the Yang gang, they call it, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I like a lot of his policies, and I think that if if he were polling as good as Warren is, mm-hmm. I would consider voting for him yeah. if Bernie didn't I get would the too. nomination. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, Buttigieg's policies themselves, I don't have an issue with. It's him. Mm-hmm. He takes money from, from, you know, PACs, and it's just like, I thought this was... This is supposed to be the main thing here, is that you don't take corporate money. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he was wooing corporate money and superdelegates early, early long, on. Yeah, long before. And so was Kamala Harris, and that kind of came so out. So it's like, yeah, was... your policies sound good, but they're not yours. You're just squawking them and repeating right. them and then taking money. You know, it's just, you can't trust it. Yeah. You can't trust it. Hillary was so bad. I will say this. She was so bad that it's like... A, when uh, the Venezuelan president came up to speak after George Bush had been at the UN and he said he could smell sulfur. <laughs> you know what that was about? Because in, in their culture, the devil, if, if you smell sulfur, it means the devil has been in the, in the area, mm. the evil's afoot. And so George Bush gets up and speaks. And then when he steps down off the podium and then the Venezuelan president came up and, uh, and his name's gone out of head for some reason, but... Um, he goes to speak and he says, I can still smell the sulfur. So Hillary was so bad that like people see someone like Kamala Harris starting to look like Hillary 2.0 and they're just like, yeah, it just, no, I can smell well, the sulfur. people. That's and what Pete I mean. And Pete Buttigieg smells like sulfur till the, till the last dog's time. I mean, he just seems like your elitist people, a lot of rich people giving him money. Right. He's like a showpiece. He's too fake constructed for me. Like I just. Well, and plus I just feel like that's. They're always like, oh, Biden's a little bit uh, not as far left-leaning, so maybe he'll pull some of the Republican voters. And I'm just like, that's like opposite of what I want. He even said he would have a Republican as his running mate. Mm. Like, come on, man. Yeah, come on now. Um, But yeah, Yang, I like him. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, as much as I don't like her hot mic bullshit that pissed me off, I think if it came down to it that I would vote for her. Yeah, that was shitty, and... And I think that it was it, shitty, but it's one of those shitty things that I could put aside to to do the better thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I guess 
there's a there is a extent to willing to which I'm willing to go vote blue no matter who and I'm just I'm not I'm not voting for voting for Bloomberg I'm not voting for Buttigieg and I'm not voting for Biden so it basically comes down to Yang and Bernie and Warren that's it mm-hmm. if it's not one of those I'm not gonna vote for mm-hmm. them I won't if, even if I have to do a write-in um so yeah that's gotten me a lot of hate um declaring that which at this point I just don't care because like I said I'm not with the leftists and they're just as bad as the GOP at this point but what I wanted to come back to was this this thing in the DNC in 2016 um we have on the board here DNC 2020 equals DNC 2016 2.0 which is literally what it is um so the big thing was you know we all knew about the emails and then Debbie Washerman Schultz had to step down and uh what's her name Diane Donna Donna, Brazil. Donna Brazil, Brazil took over intermittently uh until what Tom Perez right after her um and she, Donna Brazil when she got in there started to try to unravel exactly what she was dealing with and this is not like a conspiracy this is not unknown you can literally look it up she talked about it in depth she wrote a book on it she wrote a whole book on it mm-hmm. so this is not this isn't this is what gets me is that these people on the left, oh, it's a conspiracy, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. No, it isn't. Just read about it. Right. Um, and it all comes down to she starts unraveling this nightmare, and Obama had left the DNC so much in debt mm-hmm. that they had no idea what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. So they come up with this awful idea to basically give control of the DNC to Hillary as long as she pays back the debt that Obama accrued. I mean, I don't think it was really probably in the beginning that quid pro quo-ish. It was probably just like, you know, she had tons of cash. They were cash depleted. She's going to run for president. So she made a deposit into the DNC's account. And supposedly the way they were going to do it was she was going to donate a bunch of money to fund like state races. And yeah, she kept saying well, the way we win this is building the states from the ground right. up. But so they what, created a Hillary, uh, Hillary for America, right? which was supposedly to garner donations from people that were going to go to these down-ballot races in the state to try to win state houses back. And but the, the limitations on presidential donations is actually smaller. So people were giving money to this Hillary for America <laughs> campaign, and then they were funneling that money back to her. So it was going up to her. So none of those down ballot races were actually being funded. It was going back up to her. Right. And when I, I actually just read a really good article on Politico that is by uh, Donna. And she, she quotes right in this that the states kept less than half of 1% of the $82 million they had amassed from the extravagant fundraising Hillary's campaign was holding. Um, so literally less than 1%, less mm-hmm. than half of 1% of $82 million. Right. That's just right. awful. Right. I, I mean, there's no way to justify that. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you can read it anywhere. She went on and on about it. The whole book about it. I mean, it's kind of hard to, you know, play an honest game when one person owns all the equipment and they're like, if you don't play the way I tell you, I'm going to take all my equipment and go home. So that's pretty much what she did. She had a, she had a chokehold over them. And the emails kind of exposed the extent to which people inside the DNC were bashing Bernie or trying to help help Bernie help Hillary and hurt Bernie. And so when people say the election was stolen from him, even if she technically 
you know, got more votes than him in certain areas, it still doesn't change the fact that the superdelegates, you know, weighted it way in her favor. Um, and it was just an all-out campaign against him. So he never had a fair shot. I mean, she literally even said that she, it was, and she was complete agony when she had to call Bernie when she unraveled this whole nightmare. Donna Brazil did. Yeah, and mm-hmm. basically told him, okay, I found the cancer. Like, I know what's going on now. Mm-hmm. And told him that she didn't even trust the polls, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, that basically Hillary, the, the way that they raised it, the nominee ends up using those funds, but she had control of it nearly a year before she got the nomination. Right, so it was supposed to go to whoever was the nominee, but really they were giving it to her ahead of time. Right, Um and I mean, she just, she's like, I'm sorry, basically. I mean, she didn't create the mess, but it, she said she just felt helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that not... like all this money and she said, the one thing that she said too, that really got to me was that when she told Bernie all of the money that Hillary had used for her campaign, that they didn't give to him, mm-hmm. um, that he wasn't worried about it because he had his own donations from real people that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm just like, dude, here we are again, another one of these examples where, Bernie could have taken all this information and came out and just slammed her. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that. And even now he could be bringing it up. During this Iowa caucus bullshit, and people are like, oh, that's a conspiracy. And be like, well, we have a good reason to think that you're trying to cheat Bernie because look at all this that happened. And he could slam the DNC, but he's right. not doing it. Well, but let's stop and stake now because when people want to talk about a conspiracy theory, what I always like to remind them is that... Um, the only difference between a conspiracy theory and history is like <laughs> 40 years. Only in this case, it's only four years. Right. It's only been four years. It's only people, been four years. People are already trying to pretend um, like it didn't happen. So we had in the, in the last month or so, before starting before the debates happened, you had the whole thing with uh, Elizabeth Warren. Like the media is nonstop in bashing Bernie. They've, they've nonstop been bashing him from day one. They don't ever want to admit anything good that he did, does. They don't mention it. And anytime, he, anytime someone else's campaign was doing well, they, they broadcast it. They would use words like cat, you know, the, uh, they're surging in the polls, surging in the polls. But like Bernie could be way ahead of somebody and they'll say it's a narrow lead. I even it's saw. It's just all the way they word everything. I even saw on a couple of mainstream media websites, I wish I would have wrote down specifically which ones, where before all this started with the Iowa caucus that they had predicted poll numbers or mm-hmm. whatever and uh they literally didn't even have bernie's name on there they just had all of his percentage listed as other didn't even have his name on there and i'm just like this is just i don't know why people look at bernie people like we have no reason like to be crazy. outraged right because it's like this isn't fair you're literally mm-hmm. not representing us right he has a massive following give us some credit like so we had liz with her her supposed sexist bernie's a sexist scam that d- d- fell flat on her face her ratings went down after that his went up yep because people could look at the evidence and say listen if this conversation happened you would have brought it out before now when someone gave you an opportunity to clarify how he said it and in what context you said i don't want to talk about it so it was obviously something meant to throw bernie under the bus because she was dropping in the polls and it was right before the debate happened. Then there was a hot mic thing at the debate. And not only that, but I didn't watch, I didn't watch, see this part in the debate. I didn't watch the whole thing. But there was a part that got played later. Um, I think it was on the Jimmy Dore show. Where one of the moderators asks Bernie about the conversation. And she just says, did you say that? And he says, no. Plain and simple. 
And then they go to Elizabeth Warren and they say, how did you feel when Bernie said that to you? And it was like, what, what, the, what the fuck just happened? Like, he just said he didn't say it. And you literally turned right around, ignored his response, and straight up asked her how she felt when he said it. Like, that's a blatant gaslighting right there. Right. And I feel like um, if people were really concerned with the Democrats and the left being united, that they would bring light to issues like this for the simple fact that even Trump is sitting back laughing like, yeah. oh yeah, they're screwing Bernie again. Oh, yeah. And it's like, we, we know from some of the left partisan tapes that Trump even admitted that if Bernie got elected that he was actually concerned about him being the nominee. Absolutely. And he wasn't worried about Clinton at all. Yeah. And it's like, why why can't anybody just see this? I mean, like I said, if if Warren gets the nominee, I would vote for her. No doubt. I will do it. But I just don't understand why it doesn't go both ways for them. If they're genuinely looking at all of the information, like Trump saying that, and even pointing out and laughing that the Democratic Party is handing him the next election because they won't let Sanders have a chance. It's just like, why? if we're really trying to be united, then... I think what it comes down to is that the blue no matter who except for Bernie is a complete success on the part of the propagandists and the mainstream media because the corporate people are only afraid of one person because no matter who else they get in there they're going to have that person wrapped around their finger doing whatever they tell them to do except for bernie well and there i feel like the reason why i'm so skeptical that they may be already trying to plot against bernie is because if he wins this time he's back with a vengeance you fucked him over in 2016 Mm, i don't think he'd be like that i don't think he would either but i think they fear that I think they fear that backlash. What I think they fear is that he's going to, for one, if Bernie wins and becomes president, it is going to be the biggest inspiration for the actual left to rise up. And we already saw it in 20, 2018 when the, the House and the Senate, um, you know, when whenever they took back the House mm-hmm. and gained seats in the Senate, it was because of the progressive movement. It wasn't because of your old standard standby Joe Biden types. Right. But the media keeps pushing and pushing and pushing this narrative that people want someone safe. They don't want somebody too far left. Really? What did, what did the, now think about the people in Iowa. Think about the demographic in Iowa. Mostly white, you know, rural people. If anybody wanted a safe, moderate, it would be the people in Iowa. I would think just based on the demographic, but they didn't. So, I mean, but then, like I said, we got, so we had the, the Liz, the Liz scandal with the sexist lie. Then you had Hillary come out. Oh God. Yeah. This was every single time something happened, I checked Twitter and every time it was trending in Bernie's favor. So with Elizabeth, it was, um, some kind of hashtag for Bernie, um, hashtag hot mic disaster, whatever. And then when Hillary's book came out, all these people changed their names on Twitter to nobody for Bernie Sanders because she called us a bunch of nobodies, basically, which Mm -hmm. is, this is her thing. She called Trump's people deplorables. You know, she had no chance in West Virginia. I mean, everybody knew that because we're like super red state, but even still, even in the primary, she had no chance because she came in here. She's like, all these people are deplorables. We're going to put all these coal mines out of business. And it's like, you dumb bitch. If you knew anything about us, you'd even know that the left here. The only thing Hillary knew about West Virginia is we have five electoral college that's votes it. and she didn't give a shit nope mathematically we don't matter trump at least is, is he he's dumb as a box of rocks but like the people that were organizing his campaign apparently knew how to do math better than hillary's people did 
because they knew where the message was important and that's specifically why they were worried about bernie because bernie was going after working class people so was trump and trump came oh my god in the 2016 election i guarantee Trump was probably here at least 10 times, just in our city. He was here a lot. He was here a lot. A and lot. he's already been back here. In Pennsylvania and Ohio. Yeah, he's already Hardcore. been back to just our city at least three times. In the midterms, he was here big time stumping for people. Yeah, yeah but mm-hmm. I, even since he's been elected, he's been back here mm-hmm. at least three times, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, this 2020 election, I guarantee he'll be here every other week. That's crazy. <laughs> so then the next thing that happened after the um, Hillary book and the bashing of Bernie, Hillary is like... And then one of those horror movies where like the guy gets like stabbed like with the ski masks guy and he gets and he's like drowned and he's set on fire and then he comes back. Yeah. That's what she is. Jason Voorhees. Yeah. She's like a horror movie that just won't. She just Just won't fucking die. Just go away. Nobody wants to hear from you anymore. But anyway, so then we had that. And then Des Moines, Iowa poll, which, you know, my my friend, my dear friend, Jerry Polikoff does the polls for um, op-ed news. And... You know, he was like, "What? The, what's going on?" Because all of a sudden, when Bernie started getting really high up there, they all these traditional polling places, like just like they took a vacation from polling, like nobody was doing any. They just stopped doing polls. That was the first thing that happened. And he was like, "Does anybody else think this is weird that all these places just they just they just they just stopped polling?" What the? And it's because they were afraid. They didn't want to do any more polls because Bernie was rising and Biden was falling. Right. Then a Des Moines, Iowa poll, which is the gold standard of all polls that comes out right before the Iowa caucuses. It's like, this poll has predicted the president so many times. It's like the poll of all of the, of all polls. And from what I gather, one of Pete Buttigieg's workers was polled in this poll and claims that Pete's name wasn't on the poll or something was fishy about the poll. So they threw, scrapped the most important poll in the entire country just scrapped it and everybody was like what the like okay so you had one person who made a complaint that they didn't feel that the poll was and it was somebody who worked for pete and y'all you're just you're gonna scrap the poll based on that like that's a little bit ridiculous so there was a thing trending on twitter that was release the poll release the poll release the poll and you know because people were just bent about it they're like you could statistically just say margin of error is plus minus whatever. Right. Or report that in the bottom segment of like anomalies with the poll. But you don't just not release that yeah, you poll. you don't just scrap the whole thing. So anyway, the poll finally came out. Uh, I saw this today. So Bernie Sanders was 22%. Warren was 18%. Buttigieg was 16 And Biden was 13%. So that's probably why they didn't want it to come out. Because... It wasn't what fits their narrative. So The Intercept did an article too, um, if you get a chance to check it out. And it, it says, uh, CNN was Bernie's biggest opponent in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. No joke, huh? Because CNN just bashing. So here's what they said. Here's what, what everybody at work was making fun of me the day of the the day after. It was Tuesday, day after the caucus, and I was watching MSNBC, and they're like, "Ah, why are you watching that?" Blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Yeah, I get it. Like, I know it's bad, but at least they're bringing up some things about Bernie, and instead of just being like, no one's allowed to say that name here. Like, so right. I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't know. It's it's still not great, but at least it's better than CNN. Well, and you got to hear what they're saying. You have to hear what the the enemy or the other side. You have to listen to all the different, you know, what they're saying. So then we had 
Tom Perez, followed up by all these other things. You had Tom Perez puts people in the, starts putting people in the DNC, starts nom, putting, nominating them, and it's like a bunch of Hillary people and corporate a-holes. Remember last week we had on our board, we had DNC, stacks DNC with corporate assholes. That, so that was Tom Perez. Then they changed the rules for Bloomberg. Yeah, which bullshit. But. Which is bullshit. And then that leads us to the Iowa caucus disaster. So if you look at any one of these things on this entire list, and you go, well, I mean, if he stacks a DNC with, you know, really more or less right-wing Democrats, I mean, that, that might not specifically be against Bernie. It could be for all the other people to help them out. But honestly, like, if you look at that list of things, that's a concerted effort to get rid of Bernie. Absolutely. And then, and then, so it goes on. We're going to talk about this Iowa caucus disaster now because I'm pretty sure by now everybody knows that the app that they were using, um, which was Shadow. top secret. Yeah. It was top Shadow. secret. Which, what the fuck? After the 2016 <laughs> elections and all this shit, we're really going to use like apps and shit? We can't just use paper ballots and people just show up and we just count this shit? I mean, I just... Well, one of the late night hosts made fun of this and he said they literally try to take an, make an app because this is how they do it. You get in a room and everybody moves to a corner and you count heads. That's how, that's what the caucus is. Like it's bodies and people literally go to the different corners of who they're for and you count them. Yeah. It's not that hard. So why do, what do we need an app for? We don't. <laughs> we literally don't. That, okay. So red flag number one. All right. Maybe I'm an expert at counting red flags at this point in my life. Um, so let me, let me all be the guide for you. That's red flag number one. Yeah. Okay. Secondly, we have all these connections and okay. Here well, first the, the app was top secret. They couldn't yes. tell anybody who the apples designed by. They couldn't let anybody look at the code, which they claimed was because they didn't want hackers to hack the app. Right. Which is the second that they admitted that there may be a chance they should have just scrapped the whole idea. Right. But the thing is, okay, when I worked in security, I worked in security for 13 years and we had somebody come in and give a training once and he asked all these security people and cops in the room, right? Like, how many of you have ever thought about stealing from somewhere? And you know, like it's a bunch of law enforcement people and whatever, like nobody wants to raise your hand. I'm like, I raise my hand. And, and everybody's kind of like staring at me and the guy's like looking at me. He's like, all right, well tell me why. And I said, because if you don't think about stealing, how are you going to figure out how someone else is going to steal from you? Like yeah, you have exactly. To, right? So the fact that they wouldn't let anyone look at this code because they were afraid it's going to be hacked. If you're afraid it's going to be hacked, you let experts look at the code. You let them crawl up inside of it and say, this is where you, your vulnerability is. Exactly, yeah. Department of Homeland Security offered to test this app and the DNC declined. Why did it decline? I don't know. I sent Tom Perez a tweet asking him that. I haven't got any response. So here's a... Red flag number, number two. two. Okay. <laughs> so it did eventually come out that the app was designed, developed by a company called Shadow Inc. That's kind of... <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we're in some kind of dystopian nightmare-fueled movie, and it's like, evil Shadow Inc. rigs the, the democratically elected... Uh, it's a shadow government. Yeah, it's like... It's they like could... <laughs> overthrows and destroys democracy in America. Yeah. Like what the fuck <laughs> yeah it's it literally you can't make this shit it's up like at this Dick point <laughs> at this point they're just all in a room laughing at us it's like a dick tracy comic or something so uh shadow the company is a sub it's a subset of a bigger company called 
acronym. And so acronym was started in after the 2016 election when people on the Democratic side were just like in shock and their brains were scrambled because Trump just beat their asses. They were like, what the f- just happened? We just got beat by a TV show reality star. Fuck yeah, me. That's, that's the, uh, that was the red flag y'all should have been looking at then. I mean, part of me wants to say, well, if you weren't so worried about Bernie being your competition. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you could have beat Trump. Absolutely. But anyway, so they figured out that the Russians were involved in all this fake, you know, fraudulent, uh, fake book, Facebook ads, tar- micro-targeting people based on their likes and all that kind of stuff. Cambridge Analytica, Trump used Cambridge Analytica exclusively through his campaign, and that's what they did. Data analytics, they told you what kind of ads to send to people. Sometimes they were lies, sometimes it was whatever, it was stuff to make you feel like angry at immigrants, whatever. But that's what they do. They do propaganda and they manipulate the fuck out of your brain. This is why I got rid of Facebook because I don't need that shit. I don't need people trying to like play with my head. Like I have enough. I can research stuff on my own and make up my own mind. Well, I hate to tell you this, but it's not just on Facebook. <laughs> it's I, no, everywhere. No, no, no. I know it's everywhere. But I think that what Facebook does is it kind of simulates a community and you start to feel like a sense of trust in there so you don't see it sneaking up on oh, you. Oh, they absolutely do. This is why I have uh, two separate Twitter accounts. And the one, it's like when I get on there, because of algorithms, at least on Twitter, all I see is like Bernie stuff. Because mm-hmm. that's like the people I follow and the stuff that I retweet. Right. Facebook, my Facebook is not like that. I feel like I see nothing but... Um, right-wing stuff? Right-wing stuff. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and it's just like they are not apparently not feeding my algorithms back to me right now or else it would just all be left wing. But um, on the other Twitter that I have, it's completely different. It, I mean, nothing political even comes up at all on this other one. So I don't know. I've kind of learned that I, I feel like Twitter is a little bit less awful than Facebook. I, but, yeah. but I'm also convinced that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is like, satan himself like there's something him and jeff bezos are like blood brothers to the devil or something well if you think about this if you developed a a weapon some kind of weapons technology that would be absolutely destructive to an enemy on the battlefield you came up with it on your own you think the united states government wouldn't take that technology from you one way or the other and i don't know if mark zuckerberg is with the cia if he works with the cia but what I'm going to say is that at some point, that tool to control people's minds had so much potential, the government's not going to let you have that. They're not. So whether Mark Zuckerberg worked with them to design it or whether he came up with some cute little idea for people to reconnect and the government saw where it was going and was like, oh, no, we're in charge of this shit now. I don't think Zuckerberg's in charge of it anymore. I, I really don't. I think it's kind of like at this point... These apps, these communication apps and these platforms are worldwide. They have the ability to unite people or divide people. And the government wants to make sure we stay divided. Yeah, dude, do you know how proud Alan Dulles would be? Oh. For Mark Zuckerberg right now. He'd be like, do you know how long I spent trying to develop drugs to melt people's brains? And you did it (laughs) in an app. And they willingly (laughs) download it. Oh, yes, Alan Dulles would be proud. They should rename Facebook. Dulles World. Yeah. That's what they should. should. They should rename it. So, um, okay, so back to how we got to an acronym. 
So this is from the Gray Zone, which is an alternative uh, online newspaper. And I just say alternative because they'll report stuff that other news media just ignore or won't touch. And some people don't want to trust it, but the way I look at it is I'm going to hand it out here to you and you guys can research and fact check it if you want to. Um, but this should all be easy to fact check. So acronym was a group um, that, this says acronym group that sabotaged Iowa caucus birthed by billionaire who funded Alabama disinformation campaign. Silicon Valley billionaire Reed Hoffman funded the creation of acronym the group that sabotaged the Iowa caucus results after bankrolling voter manipulation campaigns, including the notorious online false flag operation in December in, in Alabama's 2017 Senate race. So what he's talking about is that after 2016, when the de- some people elements of the Democratic establishment decided they need needed a way to weaponize Facebook, Twitter, they needed their own style Cambridge Analytics, uh, Cambridge Analytica. Um, they created this acronym and a lot of high level tech people from Silicon Valley were involved in it. People that just had bazillions of dollars to fund it, gave a bunch of money to it. And um, they did a little test uh, test run of their propaganda false flag, whatever you want to call it, in the Alabama Senate race, which you may remember was between Doug Jones and Roy Moore, who was the guy that was supposedly a pedophile, and Trump went down there and, you know, campaigned for him and all this kind of stuff. Um, so they they ran some fake ads and kind of like minor league stuff compared to what Cambridge Analytica did, but they were experimenting with it because they wanted to see how far they could get with manipulating the outcome of an election. So that's how this all started, uh, according to the Gray Zone. So uh, it says the force accused of sowing confusion and disarray surrounding the first Democratic Party contest of 2020 election season is a dark money nonprofit called Acronym. It was Acronym that launched Shadow Inc., the mysterious company behind the now infamous, unsecured, completely unworkable voter app, which presented prevented precinct chairs from reporting the totals on caucus night. The exceptionally opaque acronym was itself created with seed money from Silicon Valley billionaire named Reed Hoffman, who financed a series of highly manipulative social media campaigns. The billionaire founder of LinkedIn, Hoffman is a top funder of of novel Democratic Party social media campaigns accused of manipulating voters through social media. He's assisted by Dimitri Melhorn, a corporate consultant who pushed school privatization before joining Hoffman's political empire. So here's where Tara McGowan comes in. So uh, Tara McGowan is a 33-year-old former journalist, and she worked for President Obama. Uh, she was once touted as, quote, a weapon of a woman whose innovative tactics make her critically important to the Democratic Party. McGowan's name is now synonymous with the fiasco in Iowa. She also happens to be married to a senior advisor to Pete Buttigieg's campaign. So there's that. Oh, it's just a coincidence, you just crazy a conspiracy dink. people. Just a quinky-dink. So on her Twitter earlier today, I saw where she had tried to distance herself from the app and somebody 
uh, went back in her previous Twitter post and showed where she went on and on about who funded the project and everything. So pretty much it was a, a, it was a, a stupid effort to say, oh, we don't have anything to do with that. If you're not going to go delete your previous Twitter posts, which say that you did have everything to do with it. So anyways, you can read this article by the gray zone. Well, basically, um, it asserts that this McGowan, who, like I said, is married to a senior advisor of Pete Buttigieg's campaign, was in, was uh, in charge of this company. Now, another thing that's come into question is this company was a nonprofit company. So all these rich people gave money to start this nonprofit acronym company. But then McGowan started buying these smaller companies to do specific projects, but they're for-profit companies. It's kind of like, how does that work? How does a nonprofit and for-profits? Like, that seems a little shady to me anyways. But um, so, yeah, Shadow Inc. developed this app. And, I mean, some people were just saying that it's, completely uh mismanagement or mis like these people go out and they sell an idea and they're really good salesmen but they're shitty actually producing the product some people are just saying it's malfeasance but to me there's like a lot of like uh robbie mook too many connections robbie mook who was hillary clinton's um you know one of her campaign managers he's the guy that supposedly tested his app did you have any problems when he tested it mr mook because it kind of went to shit <laughs> on caucus night. <laughs> I mean, unless that's exactly what you wanted to happen, in which case right. your test went great. Right. So, yeah, obviously, as soon as the everybody, it's a Bernie supporter, heard that there was a glitch, we were like, mm, yeah, I wonder what the glitch was. Glitch was Bernie was doing too good for y'all. He couldn't take it. So I was They're just, feeling the burn. They can't take the heat. They're feeling the burn, Yeah. And I mean, this is just the first of many, many, many uh, caucus primaries, whatever. So does it mean anything that him and Pete are neck and neck and Biden's at the bottom and you know what I mean? No, this doesn't mean shit. It's just the principle. It is the principle that it's just like, it starts. (laughs) And here we go. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is all nonsense. Um. And, and CNN, right before, right before we came up here to record CNN, this is some of the things, this is, sorry guys, we got a couple dogs in here that are yeah, just I made like the mistake circling of bringing, us. And- I made the mistake of bringing James down here because I didn't want him to be alone and they are making it miserable for us right now. <laughs> so, um, but here's what, here's some of the crying and moaning that was going on CNN just before we started. So they were saying Bernie's claiming victory when there is nothing to show. That he's vic- he has victory yet. Okay, so he has more votes than Pete does. And I understand that you could have more votes in an area and you win in that area, but that area has less delegates, so therefore you're neck and neck with the delegate. I-, I get all yes, that. Yes, we understand how a caucus works. But this lady on CNN was literally saying, well, you know, Bernie, I mean, this is just really disingenuous for him to come out. Basically calling Bernie a liar. Yeah. Because his own recording, like, first of all, he recorded all, every one of these candidates, you know, recorded their own data as this stuff was happening, right? Right, which is clearly a smart thing to do. Of course. Do you count your money when the bank teller hands it to you? Of course you do, to make sure they didn't screw up. So every one of these candidates had their own system of tracking how well they were doing. So 
Bernie was reporting what information he had. Which is exactly what Pete did, and they said nothing about. That's fine. Yes. Only Pete actually went a step further because he said, we're heading to New Hampshire victorious. So that technically is saying that you fucking won. Right. Yes, every post I've seen made by the Sanders campaign has said uh, something along the lines of um, claims victory in popular vote or something of of that effect. Or that he feels very confident when the numbers do come out that they will have done very well. Yeah, he's being very careful about what he says, which if I don't know how people haven't seen that about him yet. He has been tried like so many times. I don't know how he's just so much smarter than even I thought. Because they, he just doesn't fall into the traps. And they have done an excellent job of setting them, man. Oh, sure. And even when he found out he was being fucked over, for sure, mm-hmm. he still didn't retaliate. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Because he knows that's all they're waiting for. Exactly. They're just waiting for a sound clip that they can play on heavy rotation to make him look like a maniac. And he's not going to give them that. So, so up to this point, it's 7.53 p.m. on Thursday, February 6, 2020... And they are still only <laughs> reporting 97%. And Buttigieg is at 26.2 and Bernie's at 26.1. So I have a feeling they're going to be like, well, we just lost that other 3%. Oh, so that Buttigieg can hang on by 0.1% and call oh, it a win. God. But they're tied for de- delegates. Well, so. they screwed up and gave that guy that nobody heard of. What's his name? Like Delaney or just what the fuck? What the John hell? Delaney? No, actually it wasn't Delaney. It started with a D, but he was a guy. No, Patrick, but, yeah. Yeah. Nobody heard of this dude. And they yeah. supposedly had him getting like 392 votes or something. And then they were like, oopsie, that was a mistake. Those were Bernie's. Like, it's like. You yeah, tried. That, you tried. You tried. So here's the other thing that this wench said on CNN. Well, Pete Buttigieg is the real story because he came out of nowhere. And, you know, Bernie has all this name recognition and all these, you know, he has a solid base. But Pete came out of nowhere. So he's the real story. Then another thing that he actually said was. Elizabeth Warren should be upset because her, she's the real story here because she's a woman and still came in third. <laughs> I mean, how is that? How is that a story? I'm a woman and I, but I, and because I still the, came in third. Because the media is trying to convince us that identity politics are a bigger thing than what they but actually listen, are. You're trying to run on the fact that you're saying a woman can be president. So how can you celebrate saying I'm a woman and I still came in third. Like, that's like the worst. <laughs> I don't even know what to call that. It's like you're saying it's great, but at the same time, you're admitting how shitty. <laughs> it's just so terrible. You know, I kind of wonder, too, like with some of these people, because we can obviously see here um, that people are shaping up to take the leads here, like who it's going to come down to. And I still think that Yang is smart by continuing to chug on because I think I think people like that are important, just like um, Gary Johnson was, even though I did, turned out not to like him. I think that's important because it shows people, like, listen, we do have other options. You don't have to just go right. with who the media pushes right. down your throat. So I think that what he's doing is important, but I don't understand, like, Tom Steyer's angle. Like, I'm kind of convinced that Tom Steyer is doing this entire campaign just so he can hang out with Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I mean, I've seen them together, and it, he does seem really happy. He Bernie. just wants to be next to Bernie Sanders. And, like, some of these people, though, like, Bennett and Delaney, like, who are these people? Why are yeah, they even wasting know. their time? Like, I don't know. I don't know. 
It's just strange. Like, what are you in it for? Well, here's what's sad. Like, Saulwell actually came out with a couple things against Trump, like, early on. And was really pushing against Trump. And I was like, who's this Eric Saulwell guy? Like, he should run for president. And here's the sad thing. I didn't know that he did. (laughs) He he did, and apparently he just sucked that bad. Like, that nobody, like, I didn't know he was running for president. Yeah. He fell out. I'm honestly surprised, too, that uh, Klobuchar's gotten this far. Yeah, she's so unlikable. Yeah, I'm surprised. And then, she's I mean, so unlikable. And Tulsi Gabbard did awful in the Iowa caucus, but her name's even been said more, probably more than Tom Steyer's has. Yeah. So that's shocking to me too. But yeah, I don't know. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I would have definitely believed if Bernie and Elizabeth were tied, even if Bernie and and Joe were tied. But Buttigieg just came out of nowhere, and I I feel like something's fishy. Well, if about Liz that. is smart, she'll try to kiss back up to Bernie, even though she tried to screw him over. And they'll put their delegates together and they'll run together because the two of them are at least on the same page. Yeah, I absolutely think that's what they should do. And having and... a woman on a ticket would help him out. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know, it would, it, and pe- for people that were saying, well, why doesn't Bernie become her vice president? Well, because he's in the fucking lead right now. Right. He can pick who he wants. Well, not only that, but I feel like if the tables are turned, she won't pick him as No, VP. she won't. Of course not. Because she has nothing to gain from him. He's an old white man. But he has something to gain from her because she's a female. So as far as putting somebody on a ticket to draw this... Pe- and she does have a good bit of people that like her. And there are a lot of people who want to vote for a woman... Like, I hate that because I just want a qualified person. And right. I don't care at what gender you are. I don't care if you're transgender. I don't care if you're black, white. I don't, I don't care. I just want a qualified person. Right. So to me, I'm like the most anti-discrimination person ever. If you say I want a woman to the exclusion of a qualified man, then you're not really That's not sexist. sexist. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I would agree. And then the last thing I wrote down was um, she said, even if Bernie wins, it's no big deal because... He was predicted to win Iowa anyway. And I'm like, who, where, where, when, when did this happen? Because I was actually going back and trying to find anything positive on CNN where they even hinted that Bernie had a shot. And I'm just like, all I'm finding is Biden, Biden, Biden. Only until like last week when Bernie was like trouncing him in the polls. Yeah, I don't know what happened too, that it seemed like at the very beginning, CNN, all they did was talk about Biden. Like, Biden was the man. There was mm-hmm. nobody else even... You better not even run, because Biden's yeah. already got this in Biden's the bag. And now, down. all of a sudden, they are done with him. And I don't know what happened. I think it was like the slow downfall when people started pointing out that, like, Obama won't even back him. Right, right. It was his VP, and they won't even back him. And I saw that on CNN, and then it was just over for him. Well... I don't know what he did or who he pissed Remember when the thing came out about him being a creeper and, like, smelling people's hair and yeah, stuff? Like yeah, that. But that was, like, not... That was, like, not long after he said he was going to start running. It was, like, somebody sent out a memo going, yeah, if Biden fucks up, like, just roll with it. Just say some shit about him. Because I think at that time, they were going to push Kamala Harris mm-hmm. and Buttigieg. That's yeah. who I kind of felt they were going to push then. But... Then she fell out, and then they started going for Warren. So it was kind of like they wanted they wanted somebody that would fit more the Democratic Party's like gender and race, and you know what I'm saying? Like the they, yeah, they didn't want yeah. really want Joe because he was an old white guy, but he was the most most reliable. And as soon as they got figured out who all was running, it was like they wanted to throw him under the bus. But he did still have a loyal following of people. Because if you look where he started out, he just went down and down and down and down. 
Yeah, I actually just saw a commercial, which I don't know. I don't know if Obama has said anything about a candidate that he would support. But I did see that Bloomberg just ran an ad and he's got like all these video clips of him and Obama next to each other. And I'm just like, I just, this, this is awful. This is awful. And if anybody buys this bullshit, I will spit on them. Like, I just well, can't. You know, he ran a Super Bowl ad. Bloomberg? Yeah. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I didn't either, but they... <laughs> this is not a surprise no, to anyone that neither one of us watched the Super Bowl. But like, um, Trump had an ad and Bloomberg had an ad. And I don't know what Trump's ad was about. They said it, all I heard about it was that it was pre, a pretty generic ad and they were surprised given like the Super Bowl commercials are usually like the blockbuster commercials of all time because they're so expensive. You hire people that know what they're doing to make it. Right. And they said Trump's was pretty much run of the mill, like BS. So, but Bloomberg's ad was a one issue ad about gun control. And it basically had a mom, it was a very emotional ad, and she was saying that her son got killed, gun violence or whatever. And, you know, I mean, nothing against this lady, but I'm just saying, like, how detached is Michael Bloomberg from reality if he does an anti-gun ad during the Super Bowl? During the Super Bowl. Yeah, what an idiot. What a detached moron. And you know why he wants to talk about gun control? Because he doesn't want to do anything against rich people. He doesn't want to do anything for poor people. He doesn't want to do really anything for the country. He is your typical neoliberal asshole. He is just, he's probably to the right of Trump because I think when it comes down to like Hillary and Bloomberg, like we would just be in regime change wars like nonstop. Right. Nonstop. And Obama went in for it, too. Remember he was going to get us out of wars? And then he did the surge in Iraq and all that bullshit. I was very disappointed by all of that. So, Which is why I'm like, I don't know. At this point, I don't, I don't know that his... Um, what the hell's the word I'm looking for? His uh, supporting of or backing of a certain candidate would help them or hurt them at this point. Because I think Bloomberg? a lot of, No, I mean of anyone. Or Obama. Obama, Obama's Obama. backing of anyone. I don't know that that would help them or hurt them at this point. I feel like a lot of people who voted for Obama were just floored and sad. Yeah. That he didn't do a lot of the stuff that he, he we thought he was going to do, you know? Well, and I think when you got a lot of progressive voices coming out, like, and I don't know because I've just started listening to, like, Jimmy Dore and some of the other, you know, um, there's Aaron Maté and there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of, like, progressive uh, David Pakman and you know you got all these like young the young Turks the people that come out that aren't afraid to criticize the establishment Democrats are talking about Obama's horrible things that he did as president and it was like when he was president you couldn't say nothing about Obama are you a racist you couldn't say nothing about the first black president but it's like okay but after the fact like can we not talk about the fact that Obama did drone strikes and like was okay with drone striking American citizens. Like, he doesn't have any issue with that. Like, so, I just think, like, a lot of the, the uh, you know, halo that was around Obama when he was president in the years afterwards have really just, you know, faded away, and people can honestly criticize the things he did as president. 
So, yeah, I don't know if it would help him or hurt him. I mean, you know, my thing with Biden is Biden was in there with Obama for eight years. What did my life, how did my life change? How did anything get any better with the two of them being in office? Can you think of anything dramatic about your life that got so much better under Obama and Biden that you're just like, oh, I yeah, saw this? Yeah, I mean, ACA, but. I mean, yeah, but really, I mean, we had state Medicaid. And to me, like when you go and apply for Medicaid around here, like I applied online for um, ACA and they denied me. They said I didn't qualify. And they when I looked up the chart about what I would need to qualify for Obamacare, it was like so little like I would have to make so small of amount of money there's literally no way I could even have a roof over my head but when I applied there they they must have automatically sent my information to the state of West Virginia at which point I qualified for Medicaid so I really feel like the people like it depends probably on how good your state's Medicaid is I mean I'd be interested to know the, the stats on it but now he did with making uh, people able to carry their kids on their insurance until they're 26 like that is pretty much one thing i can say in the pre-existing conditions that is two good things i will give him credit for but um you know when he had control of both the house and the senate for two years while he was president i mean that's all the better you could do you had the whole entire government on your side like you could have pushed anything through so i don't know i'm just and I am upset that he didn't, he voted for our, our military budget, went up under Obama. You know, he continued the wars. So I just, he, he, he bailed out the banks, for God's yeah, sakes. Yeah, I know. Jesus. I mean, there's didn't so many. Didn't Guantanamo. Didn't, yeah. I mean, so, but yeah, to wrap this up, I'm, how, how long are we now? Yeah, we're 105, so we'll wrap it up here. We'll try to not keep you on here too long. We've been trying to keep track of our time, but, um. Yeah, basically, just kind of look up this shadow company acronym, um, the connections to this app, who developed it. I mean, it's it's not going to be, much of it's not going to be on mainstream, but I mean, if you Google it, you can find all this information. But um, I don't look for them to stop trying to knock Bernie out of the race. No, at this point, too, I've been trying to argue with some of these uh, Bernie bashing people that are like, oh, you guys immediately assume it's a conspiracy theory just because Bernie's not winning. And I try to point out this, you know, Debbie Washerman Schultz thing and all of this nonsense, to which I have gotten the reply more than once now that they don't trust Donna Brazil's account of things because she's trying to sell a book. And I was like, well, there it is. I present to you information and you just claim it's false news. You just say it's fake news so you don't have to go against what you want to what think. you want to think. Yeah. And you can continue to bash Bernie people. I mean, that, if that's what you view by a united left then I guess have fun with corporate-owned politicians and Republicans because you're, that kind of attitude is only going to chase progressive people away. Mm-hmm. We're not going to continue to fall in line with the DNC and its corruptible shit. Oh, and the conversation that was overheard on the Parnas tape, one thing that uh, they did also said was millennials were all over it. And I really feel like young people are not willing to be caged in a box about what they want to think. And, you know, I, I tell any millennial I can get my hands on to talk to today that you guys are the ones that's going to change the world because you're not afraid to throw away and totally scrap old systems and say, listen, if there's something better, we don't have any loyalty to, you want to call me a democratic socialist to some kind of insult? Like, I, that, that means nothing to me. Go ahead and insult me. Like, this is what I believe and you can label it however you want to. I don't care if it makes, and I hope that young people today get our entire voting system changed to rank choice voting 
so that you can vote for a third party and if your person doesn't get like what they did in Iowa. You know, we could do that on a nationwide level. You would rank the people that you want to vote for for president in order of how you want to rank them. And then the bottom people that don't meet a certain qualification are knocked out and those people's vote goes to their second choice. I mean, does that not make so much more sense than have it? Because that way we could have third party candidates because people wouldn't feel like they're well, throwing their vote away. first of all, away. I have to say that caucuses are fucking stupid. Um, I don't know why everywhere just doesn't have primaries. I mean, doesn't that seem so much more logical? Well, no. And because it depends on what part of the caucus you're talking about. If you're talking about the fact that they move around the room or you're talking about the fact that it's it's a ranked choice voting that you don't understand or you don't get. I mean, get? why don't they just count each individual vote and be like, okay, popular vote wins? I mean, wouldn't that be like the most true democratic way to do it? Well, it depends on what you consider de- the most democratic way. Because what happens in ranked choice voting, the people at the bottom, like they said, who aren't viable candidates, they give those people a chance to now move to a candidate that's more viable. So th- but they do eliminate the people at the bottom, but you haven't thrown your vote away. So people give it more honest. For example, if we had the whole situation of 2016 over again, and people that were being told, Bernie can't win, Bernie can't win. If they, were, if they actually thought, well, I'm going to vote for Bernie. But if Bernie doesn't get enough votes, then I'll move over to the next person. Do you know how many people probably would have voted for him? Because they scare you into thinking that if you vote for a candidate that is not likely to win, you're throwing your vote away. But what if you voted, had the choice to vote for that person and if they didn't really honestly get enough people? You could vote again for the second person on your list. I'm serious. Like, if you watch a video on ranked choice voting, they do it in so many countries around the world, and it makes so much more sense. Because if you just vote for the most popular candidate, you're like, well, that's democracy, because the whoever voted for the most popular. Do you see anything democratic about having a two duopoly system where you only get two parties to choose from, and those two parties prevent any third party from ever getting enough momentum to get started yeah but that's how it is anyway why is it that way anyway though i mean we see it right now because even we have a system i mean that that whole argument would make sense if it didn't turn out that at the end of the day they could just be like well we don't like you for the candidates so we're just gonna pick somebody else anyway like it's all kind of just a sham anyway you know what i'm saying i mean at the end of the day if they're just like well yeah you guys all voted that you wanted this guy but like we don't really want that. So we're just right. trying to go the other way. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right. So no, I'm just that, like, the part why don't about- we all just save some time, count all the votes, whoever's got the most votes wins, and then hopefully we can get the person who is our delegate to actually agree with us. Because the way that the lesser of two evils argument works, where they get the Hillary who's hateable and Donald Trump who's hateable, and they make you pick between these two most hateable people, and you go, well, we have to vote for Hillary because we, I mean, we can't have Trump. And people say we have to vote for Trump because we can't have Hillary. If you had a system where people could vote for a lower candidate, like if Bernie would have ran as an independent, is what I'm saying. If Bernie would have broke away after they screwed him over and said, I'm running as an independent. People said if he would have done that, he would have split the vote, the Democratic vote. And then they handed, he would have handed it to Trump. My argument is that's bullshit. I think a lot of Trump people would have voted for him if he didn't. They would have. As a Democrat, yeah. They I don't, would I'll have. never understand why he didn't choose to run because that way. They tell people if you vote for a third party, that person's not going to win. And all you're doing is giving a vote to the person you hate yeah, the most. Yeah, but I bet looking back now, hindsight being twenty twenty, 
I bet he would run as an independent just because of the massive movement that he gained. I hope he does this time. We'll see. I mean, what happens if he doesn't get the, nom- the nomination? Can he choose to run as an independent then? Last time he made a deal with the DNC that if he they let him run as a Democrat, even though he's an independent, if he legitimately lost the primaries that he would not strike out and split the vote and run as an independent. He agreed with them. I don't know if he has this time or not. I really hope he hasn't. And I hope if he doesn't get the nomination that he does do that. Exactly. Because I, I'm on the I'm on the edge there, but I would literally rather watch the DNC eat it and suffer through four more years of Trump and whatever that bestows upon me than let the DNC continue to be crooked and just force it down my throat. So... I don't know. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah, I guess we'll see how New Hampshire goes, and then I'll rant again next week if my head doesn't explode. (laughs) I'm going to take a break from the internet for a while. Well, then it's between this and then I have this college course right now that's American History 1865 to 2001, and it's like you got all these MAGA people like screaming, make America great again, and then I'm reading about like Civil War times, and I'm just like beating my head off a wall. (laughs) Like, when? When was it great? When? I don't know. When we were killing Indians and we had slaves. Like, I don't was know. that really the great? It's no. just it's just like after the Civil War times, it was when there was like a shit ton, of, like under Grant, how there was like so many Republicans stuffing their pockets with money and Grant was just like, do 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 do, like <laughs> I don't see this going on. And like Black Friday and all that shit. Like, so it's like not only do I have to deal with this corruption now, but then I have to read in history about like all the dirty, grimy details of that shit. And I'm just right. like pissed off on a level I can't explain. Yeah. Like, wow, it's always been like, with us. Corruption's yeah. always been with and us. And it apparently always will be, but I guess here's to hoping and we'll let you go. And uh, Thanks for hanging in with us. And yeah. Oh, and then we didn't talk about the uh, acquittal, really, but yeah, Trump got acquitted and everyone knew that. Thank <laughs> God that shit is over with. Um, but all right, we'll see and you next he's week. he's doing a vic- victory dance on everybody's face <laughs> that he <laughs> tried yeah. to vote against him, so. Yeah. All right, well, this is Juke signing off. This is Mick signing off. <laughs>